Hello and welcome to Twitter Travels for Pete, my adventure of meeting Pete Buttigieg supporters across the country. I'm your host, Sue Ann Rollins. Today I'm reporting on the ground in Des Moines, Iowa. It's November 1st, the day of the big fall dinner for the Democratic Party here in Iowa. It's called the Liberty and Justice Dinner, and 14 candidates will be speaking at the dinner in the arena. And we've got a lot of people here for Pete. A lot of people. I think there's someone from each of the 50 states here. This morning, we're meeting by state to help with the organization. We have a Minnesota meeting starting pretty soon here, and we'll get our instructions for what we need to do. So stand by, and I'll let you know what's happening. Now what's happening is we're all going to do our own videos on StoryVine, which is a really cool app, and it's, it's been designed for the presidential, the primary, so that people can record their own stories of why they are supporting their particular candidate. So the Pete people, we're gonna all, each as our state locations, what we're all doing at our, our meetups is recording our story, story vines. And then we're going to flood the internet with them. So by the time you hear this, that will have already been happening, happened. Well, we're finished with our meeting now, and I've got Karen, who is our Minnesota captain. She took on that responsibility from the Barnstormers asked, who can be the captain for Minnesota? Karen, do you want to say what that was like, being the captain? Well, when they asked me to be the captain, I'll be honest, they didn't really outline what the job was, so I took it blindly. But honestly, it's really been fun. Um, as one of the other people from Minnesota said earlier in our meeting, I didn't want to wake up the day after an election or a primary or an event and say, oh, if only I had done a little more. I figured I needed to step up. Yes, that's great that you stepped up for Pete. You know what I found out at our meeting here? I found out that Lisa's here, and she said her very first first attraction to Pete was what? When I happened to see that there was a candidate who could speak Norwegian with a reporter. Norwegian? Oh, so Minnesota. Are there Norwegians in Minnesota? There are. I'm not one, but I admire them. But you're, are you studying Norwegian? I am. So, and Karen, Karen, you also speak Norwegian? I do. I lived in Norway for a few years, and my heritage is Norwegian, so I'm a typical Minnesota Scandinavian. <laughs> Wow, I don't know what they just said, but Lisa, you know, even if you're not going to reply to her, just say what you know in, in Norwegian. It sounds like you have a fantastic accent. The reason I know that, it sounds like sort of the Norwegian speaking with the, the Minnesota with the Norwegian accent. Wow. Did you do your story vine yet? Not yet. It's hard to find a quiet place, but I just I did mine and it's good enough. I wasn't looking in the right place in the camera, but it's good enough. And how did it go for you, Karen? I know you tried it out yesterday. 
Yeah, I did mine yesterday, and I had to do several takes to get it right. Um, but, but yeah, for the most part, it was really quick and easy. And, and kind of like you, I, it's good enough. Um, I'm a big believer in done is better than perfect. And so now my story is out there, and so are hundreds of others. Yeah, we're going to flood the Internet. So what, what are we supposed to do next, Karen? The next thing you have to do, what we really want you to do is we're, we're trending. Uh, hashtag Pete Storm is trending um, in Twitter right now. And we want to keep that going. So we're encouraging people to write a lot of statements, take a lot of pictures, put them on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, anywhere, always using the hashtag Pete Storm. Pete Storm. And then the pre-rally starts at 3 o'clock? The pre-rally actually starts from 1 to 3, and then the rally itself officially starts at 3. And that's where Pete will be there and um, the other special guests, and that's when there'll be a flash mob, rumor has it. And then after that, we all march together to the Wells Fargo Arena for the main event tonight. Okay, so that's several hours standing outside. I think I, I need to get a lot of stamina for that. All right, thanks for all you're doing for for the Barnstormers and Pete Storm being our Minnesota captain. Ra ra ra. Woohoo! Go Pete! Go Pete! I'm sitting in the arena, the Wells Fargo Arena, for the Liberty and Justice Fall Dinner. The program is about to start. I'm sitting in Section 318 in the very top row, which means I've got a fantastic vantage point. You can hear that it's getting pretty rowdy in here. I'm, it's hard to actually pay attention to. Luckily, there are no cowbells right now, but you will be hearing cowbells. Well, we had the pre-rally out on Cowell's Commons, and I didn't take any photos or I didn't get any sound because it was raining. But you know what? There were so many fans out there standing in the rain and waiting for Pete. And he spoke, and then we all marched with him to the Wells Fargo Arena. It was amazing to walk in that crowd I don't know how, I think it, we were three blocks long. Anyway, so fun. And then we got into the arena. There's an overflow area for Pete fans too, because of course we have, I don't know, 2,000 people. I don't know what the exact number is. The campaign will let us know. But that's, uh, but I'm inside, thanks to Minnesota friend Sarah, who gave me one of her tickets. Very appreciative. So now I'm going to be able to get the inside noise here. I hope to get the, the crowd cheering when Pete makes his entrance. He is the first speaker tonight. So I think the next thing you're going to hear is uh, his entrance.
state was as a volunteer to knock on doors for a presidential candidate, a young man with a funny name. It's Saturday morning, the day after, the morning after the big event last night, the Liberty and Justice Fall Dinner in Des Moines. And we got many, many Pete supporters here, over 2,000. And how did that happen? Mostly because we had an effort by several volunteers, grassroots effort, who started Barnstormers for Pete. And I've got two of the movers and shakers for Barnstormers for Pete here, Donna and Abby. And I want to know how this all got started. The first, I, I'm a Twitter gal, so I saw the Twitter, uh, Pete Barnstormer. And when, when did that, that was a couple, three months ago? When did right. you first start? Yeah, let, I'll try to give you the, the um, brief overview. This is Abby. Yes. So um, the brief history of Barnstormers. Um, I uh, recently had moved from Michigan to New York where I had a long career professional career uh, working with campaigns in Michigan and I um, when I got moved to New York in, in June I immediately because I was supporting Pete at a grassroots level I immediately connected with the top New York grassroots volunteers and at that point uh, we have my colleague here who's Donna and we have um, Kat and Lisa two others that hopefully sometime you'll get to talk to and I got to know them, and one, one uh, afternoon, and I think we were just chatting online, I, uh, and actually this was like late July, early August, I said, you know, years ago in 2007, I w was working for Barack Obama, and I traveled to Iowa for what was then called the Jefferson Jackson Dinner. And... And actually, a lot of grassroots people really weren't familiar with it. And I, I had initially talked to Lisa and Donna and Kat and said, at that dinner, Barack, who, who was obviously, you know, one of a few candidates, and, but wasn't, you know, riding sky high yet, gave the speech of a lifetime. And also, he had thousands of supporters in the room. And it was just an amazing organizational effort. And I witnessed that, and, and of course, Brock went on to win Iowa and the presidency. So I said to this small, very talented team, what if a, why don't a few of us just go to that dinner? <laughs> and I was thinking maybe the four of us, you know, have kind of a girls' weekend. Oh, the what, girls' weekend. The girls' weekend. Okay. The girls' weekend in it's Iowa. It's been a great girls' weekend. Yeah, and <laughs> what 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 transpired after that was at during that conversation. Well, if we're going to go, why don't we encourage some other people to go? So essentially, I said hey, that sounds great. And um, what happened after that was one of our volunteers, Kat Sosnick, she had already organized a huge online platform, which you might have seen, which included like. 300 Facebook groups for Pete, Twitter groups for Pete. She'd done this all since January, just helping to 
organize and coalesce all the groups. I didn't know that was happening. Yeah. I didn't know that they had been coalesced. Yeah. They had oh. happened, and they were all volunteer grassroots. So what Kat said was, you know what, guys? If we want to make this happen, we can organize. Now, by, mind you, this didn't have a name yet. We were right. just talking in theory. We right. can organize these people to travel through the social media. So then they maybe look. people will join us. Right. Maybe so, we can like have some fun with this and exactly. be like the deadheads oh, and do some mm. road tripping. Exactly. So uh, we sat and somebody said, "Well, what do we call ourselves?" And I threw out just because I've done so many campaigns. I said, "Well, really, what we're doing is we're barnstorming. We're we're going to go from state to state." And I said, "How about barnstormers repeat?" That's how it was born. And uh, uh, one last thing, the mission, the initial mission was to barnstorm to the early states. So, um, as you know, that's Iowa, New right. Hampshire. Right, so mission accomplished yes. today. Yes, so, <laughs> right. So that's, yeah. the, that's the overview. Donna, if you want to Wow, but, but when was that? When was, when was uh, Pete Barnstormer's, uh, the Twitter handle, when was when Late did that Late July, come early August. Right. It was, right. yeah. That, that was so important to get it out there early because yeah. people need right. to plan on get it on their calendar and at least the right. radar, like maybe this is something I'm going to do. But uh, were you expecting this? This uh, how, how could you uh, how could you ever anticipate something like this? It just kind of snowballed. And, you know, I think the beautiful thing is that we all have this fire in our belly that we want to, you know, we want to see Pete win, and so we have this energy that is contagious, um, and everyone that is wearing a Barnstormer shirt kind of owns this and wants it to move forward. You and know, that's so, a, yeah, that's another piece of this which I didn't mention, which is the organizing effort. So yes. what you had was a Barnstormer organization that developed its own merchandise. Yes. Barnstormers repeat. It, they're buttons. Now, are you talking how it's gone beyond you? Or this is this what is your group... This is all part of... This, well, what happened was we recruited the talent that okay. was already there. Right. From, from cats From Kat's exactly. platforms. Okay. That she, and she's... Because she had been communicating with these people since January, right? So now it's mm-hmm. July. So she's had... She's made friends and she's, you know, had, had you know, conversations with people. Um, for what is that six or seven months and so she, she knew was their, like their talent, their talent. we put out a call, basically what we put out was sort of this is happening we're putting out a call for right we would like a to have call for action call for action we would like to obviously have barnstormer branding we also felt um, now this is this is really unusual and I, I think we did it our goal was to have barnstormers from all 50 states. Right. Now, show up here. Show up here. And now to and join. So to make that happen, now even though Cat had a lot of groups, we had to reach deep, right, to mm. get to every state because some states just aren't as organized. We mm. achieve that. We have a map you'll see on Twitter. You we, achieve the 50 states. Yes, 50 states. So including it, Alaska including and Alaska. It's, and, it, it's and pretty Puerto remarkable. Rico. Do you know what this means? I mean, Pete can take all 50 states. Let's do it. Yeah, yes. Do it. Yes. So it's it's just been uh, it's been really remarkable. And and one other thing that's really important because a lot of people ask us about this. This is a completely self-funded effort. So every single barnstormer who traveled to Iowa did it on their own dime. Right. And their own time. I love that. And they're not affiliated. We are not affiliated with Pete for America. 
Right. Right. I mean, if they could have, they would have done it. But they're just like, uh, as our regional director says, building the rocket ship as it's taking off. It's just been crazy for them. So thank God you all started this because I don't know if we would have had how many people came. Oh, oh, we think at least a over, thousand. Over, yeah, oh, yeah, over a thousand. thousand. From every... A thousand were, due to the barnstormers. barnstormers. Yeah, barnstormers. Okay. Yeah, yeah. From every... They were in every airport. Yes. We... We we have a pr- you know we're very active social media profile so right. we so will most be posting, people are on social yeah. media yeah we'll be posting yeah. a lot of videos we have an amazing social media person um, Ari yep and she's she is just I don't know how she does it I, she's an amazing amazing talent we're on every and platform we are so lucky so yeah it's um it's really a monumental effort yeah. but um, yeah and you know the great. the organization that it takes to to it's a small business that's what it's kind of turned into a small business and so you know we have Lisa who's doing all the operational stuff and she is constantly like keeping us organized and giving us notes on you know where we meet, need to be and do and what wow. what's next and i mean it's really a small business that all that that's these, being done these women and are doing. We don't. Oh, I mean, if I stop to think about it, I know that's all being done. But it seems seamless. So thank you so much for your your good planning. And then last night was the big the big event. Did you do the lights, or is that the campaign? So the campaign. Um, here's here's how our role with the campaign worked out, which was really terrific. When once we knew that the barnstormers all wanted to be part of this great festive weekend, we let the campaign know, hey, we're here. Barnstormers are here to help you. We want to fit in seamlessly to your efforts. Mm-hmm. You let us know where we can be helpful. So they said, oh, we can definitely use you to help out at the um, visibility area, at the rally. And so uh, we just fit in and, and jumped in and handed out their lights and yeah. got involved. Yeah. And I, I can't even, you know, the campaign has been wonderful. They've been great about it. They, um, I give them credit because at first I've done a lot of political campaigns and at first sort of like, okay, like, what is this exactly? And, but now they're, I mean, they yeah. really get the, the support. Oh, fantastic. Well, it's, it's been a memorable memorable weekend and the other thing i wanted to say is for the listener who might not not know that this event was a friday so today's saturday so many people had to take off thursday also yes, to arrive right. and yes. halloween like okay yes. oh, if you have yes. little kids yes. it's just not the time to yes. to to leave uh, so uh, people who come very committed these are committed pete fans these are committed. they are committed pete fans but i would say at least the majority that I've talked to have never been involved in a political campaign before, which speaks to two things. It speaks to the dynamic excitement surrounding Pete, Pete himself, the candidate. And I think it also is a statement about the state of our country and how people have said, you know, I haven't been active before, but what's going on with Donald Trump and my America, I want to be a part of it. That's amazing. So if you take that and multiply that across the country, I think... It's a Pete wave. It's a Pete wave, yes. And this, we had hashtag Pete Storm yes, for the Barnstormer right. weekend. Yes. We've been doing our best to do the hashtag Pete it's Storm. It's yes. really been fantastic. It's been I, amazing. I, thank you so much. And I know we have a couple of, uh, uh, one more big event today at the park. Yes. Yep. Pete Up. The, Pete Up the in the park. Pete Up, yep. right? Yep. It's yep. the largest Pete Up, which we would actually like to... Um, 
duplicate in every every state when we go there because here's the here's the benefit of that one of the things that is really important about barnstormers is yes it's people from across the country coming in to help but they're also really active in their own states. So right. they take the energy they get mm-hmm. from being around other people to further their efforts in their own state. But also, when we barnstormers are in an early state or any state, we want to encourage the people that are voting in that state to join us. So they might say, well, what's a Pete up in the park? I mean, I want to come and find out, meet us. And, and that helps mobilize people on the ground yeah. in those other states. You know, it's that relational organization that we're really trying to to spread. And, you know, people need to be educated, but not only, you know, from a um, political standpoint, it's also an emotional and a connection, you know, because you're going to believe somebody that you trust, right? You're not going to believe somebody that you don't trust. So if we have these people who, who are are connecting on another level other than the political issues, like they're connecting as human beings. And then they take that back to their families and they say to their family members, you know, like, no, this guy is real. And the people that are supporting him are real. Like Mm -hmm. that is unstoppable. Oh yes. Every time you you go to an event and you see him in person, you see other, it's real. And like, it's all local. And Pete talks so much about that in his campaign. Yes. And belonging. Uh, And the Iowa grassroots, Many of whom are barnstormers and, of course, Iowans, they welcomed us with open arms. Oh, and they were so so. They were so amazing, and I believe that every state organization will do that because you know we are here. You know we're like the added troops, right? That every campaign wants. Right, you're the amplifier. Right, we're mm. the amplifier. Exactly. I like that because we. I truly believe that people just need to meet Pete. They just need to hear him, and yes. like he has such, he is like the. The lowest unfavorable rating, right? Oh, he's so, he's so. So I feel like just we, the time is is like we just need time. Well, we don't have we only have you know a certain amount of time right. before the primary, and that's why what we just really need to do as much as we can. That's how I, I feel personally because I think that's the only thing right. that maybe could be better, more time for him. But yeah, I, I, and well, that's th- why and that's why we set up already. Well, we want to do it here. Um, our next uh, barnstormer uh, is, you know, meeting and activity is going to be in New Hampshire. Details will be determined on December 14th. You know, I have to tell you, I think a lot of, at least my Minnesota people, are thinking, okay, this is just the Iowa barn- barnstormer, and it's done. And then we thought, what? Another barnstormer? And and then you've you've known all along you wanted to do it elsewhere. We've that known was... all along that the mission of barnstormers, even though Iowa was the first one, the mission was to barnstorm across America, first to the early states, and uh, we hope to continue this to actually to every state, every key state. Yeah, right, because the whole idea was that we were so excited about Pete, and and we're all from New York, and, you know, New York is a late state, and we were so excited, Mm -hmm. and we were like, you know what, let's go to other states, let's help other states. That's how the whole thing started. Oh, yeah, being the late state. Yeah, you might think, like, well, what's the, it's already decided. Is it already decided by the time? Kind of, yes. Well, we all know that Iowa, you know, is obviously it's, it's very it's so key. In, yes. um, and all the early and states. All the early states are, yeah. And, and then Super Tuesday. And Minnesota and, used to be a caucus state, and now it's our oh. first primary this year, and we're Super oh, it Tuesday. Is. And oh, we have early Tuesday. voting on January 17th, so that's California really scary has for has early yeah. voting. I know that's, 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 that's a, a whole, whole new, other... Yep, yes. A new yes. element. Yes, yes. 
have to take into consideration. Absolutely. Well, yeah. I'll be listening. I'll be watching for all the the latest news and pre-planning that's going to be going on for the next so for New Hampshire yeah. because yeah, I, I want to go. So yep. December. December 14th, and we will be getting it out everywhere on social media. And, December 14th. Uh, what day? Is that a Saturday? It's a Saturday. Okay. So we, that's, our, that's our next step. I mean, look, in the ideal world, I w- we would love a, a dinner like this that draws in so many people in, you know, in every state that we could just organize oh. around. It, this is a rare thing. This is an amazing weekend. But also, the mood, you'll, you'll get a different feel, a different setting. I think it will be, it will be fantastic. Yeah, it's going to be great. This is and, and good, yeah. good for for me to see what's going on in different parts mm-hmm. of the country. Uh, being from Minnesota, I, we our group comes down to Min- to Iowa to help as much as we can because we can all drive. So it, it will be fun for me to go see what how our things are going exactly. in New Hampshire. Thank you so right. much for doing that. Anything else? I'm going to let you. You know, you have a busy morning. You have we to get do. to that we park. Do. <laughs> we, we have to get, get to the, the park. park and yes. We just want to spend every minute that we can organizing and taking pictures yeah. and and once again, the, the, the and power of grassroots. We, you know, we we are just the people that sort of put the ball in motion, and then the grassroots around the country ran with it. That's how yes. I look at it. Yeah, Thank fantastic. So Thank you, Abby, and then Donna also joining us and. Stay tuned, everybody, for more Barnstormers. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you so Thank much. You. Well, I'm still here in Des Moines at the exciting Barnstormer event. It's Saturday afternoon and things are winding down, but I didn't want to leave town without talking to a very special person, Amy, who goes by Space Nerds for Pete. She did something amazing. She arranged for us to do a flash mob dance performance to Pete's walk-on song, which is High Hopes by Panic at the Disco. But it didn't start out as the flash mob. It started out very innocently, didn't it, Amy? Could you tell us, take us back to to the origin? I think it was the steak fry or possibly before that, that the Iowa organizers for Pete um, actually did a dance to the just the chorus section of High Hopes. And it went all over Twitter, um, where I am, and I'm sure it was elsewhere as well, but um, it became a dance that just sort of went viral. Um, everybody was doing it, and I found out that um, the girl's name that created this dance just sort of on the fly. Um, her name's Charlie Rollison. When, after that happened and it, it started going viral, people were like, oh, I want to learn this dance. And um, it, it was fairly simple, but it was also quick. So some people had a hard time, you know, just knowing what the moves were so that they could follow along. And after seeing, you know, several posts from people saying, you know, I would like to learn this dance, that looks really fun, um, I decided to make just one video, just breaking down and slowing down that chorus dance to teach to everyone so that they could do it whenever that song came on at an event for Pete. Okay, and you posted a video of you doing that, and then, but, but then when did the flash mob happen? So after I made the video, uh, it got a lot of good feedback, and then both on Twitter and on Facebook, 
I saw a couple people say, you know, are we supposed to do this for the whole song or wouldn't it be cool to do a dance for the whole song? And, um, you know, my first reaction was, no, you would not want to repeat this for the whole song because it is, um, it's quite tiring actually. And I am a former dance teacher. I taught dance for three years. Um, I grew up dancing my whole life and, uh, I thought it would be pretty simple to make uh, dance moves up for the rest of the song. And when I, I, I think I put it out there um, to the Barnstormer organizers, I said, would it be something that people might be interested in to learn a dance for this whole song and maybe we could perform it? And I, the, the term flash mob didn't really pop in my head right away, even though Honestly, a flash mob is something I've always wanted to do and never thought I'd get an opportunity to do uh, because I live in such a small town and they, they always seem to happen in these like big cities. So I created, I started choreographing and I made videos just showing parts of the choreography. The choreography, I made it so that you could hear what part of the song you were in and know what you were supposed to do. So every time, you know, certain parts of the song sort of repeat, you would be doing the same movement so that I, I really wanted people that had no dance experience at all to be able to do it. Um, and I also wanted to do it so that it was fairly accessible for people. Um, there are no leg movements. There are only arm movements. So you can do it sitting down. And once I made the videos, uh, the or as I was making them, people kind of, the word flash mob got thrown in and I don't remember exactly how. Um, but I, you know, my, my, my heart sort of swelled and I was like, oh my gosh, could we actually do a flash mob? That would be a dream come true. And it sort of just took off from there. Um, I think it was one of the barnstormers who told me that, you know, there are these events happening in Iowa and, uh, they thought that we could possibly do it at the rally before the dinner event. You started organizing that, and I got lots of emails. You were very conscientious about the emails about, this is what the plan is now. Oh, no, well, we've got we've refined the plan now, and we have a different plan. But here's my... Everybody was so excited about it in our Minnesota group. We had... I, I was telling... I'm mostly Twitter, but we have a Facebook group, so I, ma I made sure to get the word out to our Facebook group. And everybody was so excited about doing it that I think, did you did you see that once you got here to Des Moines? Were people coming up to you and asking you about it? So yeah, that was actually uh, unexpected. And um, I don't want to say overwhelming, but it was just a, a huge surprise at how many people. Um, and also the, the sort of the age range in people. I was not expecting that either. I had... So many people come up to me literally the moment we got out of the car and we're walking to the, we were at the Hilton because I rode up here with somebody um, who stayed at the Hilton and we were going to go up to the second floor to where everyone was meeting and I, we got out of the car and we hadn't even gotten into the building yet when two people uh, came up to me and they're like, you're Amy, you're the, you know, the dance girl. <laughs> and everybody had a different nickname. I was dance girl. I was the YouTube girl. I was the flash mob girl. I was, Amy, you know, Amy or space nerd. Um, and uh, I, I have literally dozens of people that I've never met in my life telling me, you know, I watched you in my living room every morning or, you know, I was dancing in my bathroom mirror every morning with you, you know, 
um, teaching me. And um, there were um, friends from fourth grade, and these were men in, you know, at least above retirement age, that had decided to come with their wives to Iowa for this dinner, and they were excited to meet me because they had so much fun learning this dance. Um, blew me away, the, the reception that I got. Because when you're in your bedroom making these videos, you're by yourself. You have no idea who's watching. You can see a little bit of, you know, how many people have viewed your video. Um, and, you know, there were a couple of louder people on Twitter who would make comments, you know, that this is super fun and they're excited to do it. But it's a big difference um, when you actually get here and people recognize you um, in a place that you've never been and, you know, these people that you've never met before. Uh, it was pretty exciting. And that's just more grassroots that's going to, you took that on your, upon yourself to, hey, I have this idea, I'm going to go with it. And it's so exciting to see that happening. How many people responded? I know you asked people to sign up for the flash mob so that they would get the notices and there were probably more people who didn't sign up, who were aware of it, but how many people signed up? I believe, I don't have the numbers right in front of me, but um, there were at least 200 people between the dancers and then we were planning on um, having people come in that did not want to dance, uh, come in near the end of the song with these lights that we were planning on using at the at the dinner. And they just were gonna kind of add to the the big finale of the song. Um, so it was over 200 for sure. Um, and y like you said, yeah, there were people that were kind of like aware of it and either hadn't signed up or weren't sure if they were going to be able to do it or not, but were, you know, um, possibly interested. And uh, kind of a funny story about the lights. I I had had the idea fairly quickly when I was choreographing. I'm like, this song, the song, you know, crescendos and it needs something more at the end. And I had been kind of in contact with some of the Barnstormer organizers and she had shown me um, these lights that they were going to bring into the the dinner event. Um, and I thought those would be so cool. And I, don't, and I didn't know if we'd be dancing, you know, in the dark, probably not in the dark, but at least, you know, sundown or, or so. So I wasn't sure if um, if the lights were going to be visible, but then she sent me an, a video of them and I'm, they're super bright. And so I, uh, I was like, yeah, I want to do that. But I didn't, I didn't let anybody know right away because people were signing up for this, uh, this flash mob and I didn't want to give people an out. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't want to give people an excuse right away to not dance. I wanted people to at least try to learn it. Um, and then when it, I think it was about a week out from the, the actual day of doing it that I said, Hey, if you're interested in not dancing, here's an opportunity to get involved. Um, and I was really glad that I waited because, uh, by then I'd had probably around 160 people signed up for the dance and I got about 20 people interested in the lights right away. And uh, what surprised me, too, was that uh, even as we got closer to the day, I think I still had people signing up for the flash mob a day or two before we were supposed to do it. Um, and a lot of them were still signing up to dance rather than rather than choose the, you know, the easier lighted option. Um, 
but I'm I'm glad that I waited to let everyone know about that because I we got a lot of people interested and a lot of people learning this dance that weren't sure if they would even be able to learn it or if they were really that interested in trying to dance um, because so many of these people had never danced in their life, uh, not in not in a choreographed way. So. Um, it was really cool to see the enthusiasm for that. Well, Pete has the rules of the road that we uh, anybody working on that campaign signs on to. And the last one is joy. And so you really brought joy to everyone. And you, as you said, you, you could sense that from people. Yeah, joy's every time the campaign asks, you know, what's your favorite rule of the road? Uh, joy is definitely my favorite. And um, as someone who was trying to figure out how I could get involved in this campaign um, for someone who is very introverted, very shy, usually, um, someone who just has a busy life and has never organized, has never been involved in campaigning before. Um, I didn't really know where I fit. I didn't know what I could do that wasn't um, that wasn't so out of my comfort zone that it would exhaust me. Uh, I wanted to do something that felt like me. I didn't want to try to pretend to be something I wasn't. And when this opportunity came up and, and it just started again as, as you know, people just wanting to learn this dance that someone else had made up um, and then kind of grew from there to, to this flash mob, it, it was an opportunity for me to do something that was very easy for me. I love dancing. I love teaching. I'm really glad that it seems to have caught on so well and that it it's allowed me to do what I like to do in a way that's natural for me to bring visibility and joy and, um, and some camaraderie and family type feeling, uh, for all these people that got involved. I think you better start thinking about what you're going to do for the inauguration. <laughs> people will be asking you, well, <laughs> tell us though, what ha- ended up happening with the flash mob, the big, big performance. We were planning on performing at the the pre-event rally on Friday, and we had gotten um, some direction from the campaign that, you know, they they have a very strict sort of schedule, um, and they want to keep things moving along. and And you know, Pete's got obviously a very strict schedule for that whole day, um, so we were told that between three and three thirty was when you could do. The, the flash mob, um, but that if there was anything happening on the stage, we we would have to to hold back. And unfortunately, there was something happening on the stage the whole time. So um, at first, we thought maybe we could get away with trying to do the dance um, kind of far away from the stage, uh, but it just trying to organize anything without any way of contacting 200 people all at once, um, you know, in the rain and with the, the music playing fairly loudly in the, in the park there, uh, it just wasn't, it just wasn't doable. Um, so then we had already planned on doing the dance again the following day, uh, at a grassroots barnstormer peed up at the park. Um, so I sent out an email later, uh, Friday evening and said, you know, or actually I couldn't send out an email because of course <laughs> the day I had, I get back to my hotel and for some reason the mass emails just wouldn't work. They all got rejected. 
um, and blocked and they just wouldn't even go out. So I, I think I just sent out a Twitter notice and, and put something on Facebook and I said, you know, we're still planning on doing this thing, mm-hmm. um, this flash mob at, at uh, the park the next day. Please be there if you can. Um, you know, and, and we, this time, because it was our event and not a campaign event, we could tell exactly what time we were going to do it. And um, so, and, and you know, this, this morning, it, it happened this morning and we, um, we let it happen. It actually, I think everyone did the dance three times total. Um, and that was before I left. So I don't know if anyone, <laughs> anyone did it again. How many people? I honestly don't know. Uh, if I had to guess, I would say there was at least 50 um, because a lot of people had to leave either last night or this morning mm-hmm. uh, that had signed up. But um, I, yeah, I think my best guess is probably about 50 people. I think 50 qualifies as a, as a mob. Yeah. And I have to say, honestly, I wasn't able to make it, the, the this rescheduling. So I was very upset about that. I am counting on High Hopes, the High Hopes dance. Uh, happening again. I think it could happen several times. And if you can't be there, maybe I could lead it. I could, I could be uh, um, like your surrogate. So we could plan it. I think it needs to happen in South Bend. I think it needs to happen everywhere. What do you think about this? I honestly, when I first started this, I thought, you know, I don't want this to be a one-time thing. Um, someone even asked me once, they said, we're doing like a pride thing in Florida and maybe we could do the dance then. And I said, go for it. You know, I, I don't own this. I, um, I want it to spread. Uh, and yeah, I, I would love to see it at future events. I think we've learned a lot of good lessons this time around as far as how to, to plan it a little bit better. Um, this has certainly a, a, been a huge learning experience for me as far as how to organize people, you know, maybe not use this email. <laughs> Um, I I think I would find better ways of communicating with people. But also, you know, if you're dealing with um, a campaign in this way, they need to be able to have full control over everything that they're doing. And when somebody else is like, oh, we want to do this thing that they don't know, they don't have any control over, um, it's going to be a lot harder. So it's better for us as uh, grassroots people to try to work around them rather than trying to, to get you know, right in the middle of one of their events. So, yeah. So you really don't want to interfere in anything they're doing because we want them to succeed. Uh, well, thank you so much for talking to me, telling about the whole High Hopes dance story. But before we end this, I have to know why Pete? I know you're also... You're from Michigan. If you wanted to tell um, us about your background a little bit because you're Space Nerds for Pete, which gets, of course, people asking about what what is the Space Nerd part of that. Uh, but So if you could tell us a little bit about that and uh, what it is about Pete that gets you so excited that you're willing to come out of your introvert shell and do YouTube videos. So my background is, um, besides being in dance my whole life, I was always a, a lover of science. And I started getting really interested in astronomy, um, especially in high school. And uh, I went to college. I um, I went to Western Michigan University, and I majored in physics and minored in astronomy. Um, and I ended up working as a engineering contractor for NASA um, for two years in Huntsville, Alabama. Um, unfortunately, the program I worked on didn't last very long after I got there, but um, uh, I just am a huge fan of 
space in general and, and especially our space program, um, which sadly has always been very um, chronically underfunded in all uh, political, you know, all of the, the, the administrations that we've had since basically Apollo. Um, it's just been underfunded to the point where we are sadly not getting nearly as much out of it as we could. Um, and that's that has really nothing to do with why Pete, except I do know that um, thanks to someone, I actually, someone asked, you know, I'm going to meet Pete. What do you want me to ask them or ask him? And I said, um, if you could ask about what his thoughts on our space program could be, would be, you know, uh, that would be great. And he actually did ask that. And I, um, I learned that he he understands that the space program is not just about space. It's about um, research and development and innovation. And he understands that I, I've always known um, how much of our life gets impacted by that innovation and research done by our space program because I was involved. Um, Unfortunately, I don't think NASA is very great at reaching out and letting the public understand just how much of our life is touched by um, by the space program. But uh, anything from um, climate to healthcare to um, you know transportation and infrastructure, uh, it's all uh, helped quite a lot by the research that's done. Um, during you know trips to the space station and uh, and just in the labs and and when we're when you're doing big projects like that you end up with stuff that you wouldn't even you wouldn't even expect um, as far as technology goes so to me it, it's it's not about space so much even though I love the the space exploration it's about what comes out of it that helps our everyday you know there's I was reading about technology that uh, that it allows a doctor to monitor the oxygen levels of a fetus still inside the womb, um, which is huge for, you know, um, children that are at risk of being born with like cerebral palsy or something. So that kind of thing came out of our space program and you would never know it. Um, And so to me, that's very important. But another reason why Pete is just, um, for one, he's my age. And I can remember when I started paying attention to politics and, and kind of, you know, I have parents that are, especially my dad, who is very like, you know, nothing ever gets done. Why does nobody ever do anything? And, and I just, I remember thinking, you know, when my generation's in charge, we'll get stuff done. <laughs> and I, I felt like, um, I feel like I have someone who represents me and my <clears throat> sort of my life experience in Pete. Um, I'm also just, I'm one of those people that I can, I feel like I'm a good judge of character. I feel like I can just tell when someone's just a generally good person and a genuinely good person. Um, And Pete, as soon as I saw him speak um, and I saw him react to the uh, tragedies that happened in New Zealand, um... I I could just tell he was just a really good person. I trusted him. I trusted him to 
to take care of our country and to make my son's country a better place to to live. Um, and I feel that he's very authentic. Um, and he just has that that servant leader mentality. Very well said. I'm always amazed when I ask the why Pete question that we don't get duplicate answers. We don't get very many duplicate. And nobody says it in the same way. And, and, and this is the first time I've heard about the technology part of it. Fantastic. It's been so fun to meet you this weekend. Thank you so much for participating in the, the podcast and safe travels as you go back to Michigan. I think you're going back tomorrow. Thank you. Thank you, Sue. All right. Bye-bye. I'm back home now from Des Moines. Thinking about the weekend, the Barnstormers weekend, of course, being there in the arena when Pete gave his speech was an amazing experience. But you know what stands out in my mind? Oh, the sense of community that all of the Pete supporters have. It's really quite amazing. Everywhere you turn, you can strike up a conversation with someone and you already have so much in common with them. You know, this is a real movement. This this is happening. This is real. And you know, we welcome more Pete people to join our group, to feel that sense of community with us. Thanks for listening to Twitter Travels for Pete. Everyday people excited about Pete Buttigieg for president. I wonder where I'll be going next. <laughs>